Today we will be looking at uh, just 1 John 1, 8-10. So still within the first 10 verses here of 1 John, but um, just uh, these these three verses here. Uh, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. All the word of God is life and truth for those who believe. Um, and for those who, who have not been born again, it may bring confusion um, as they misunderstand and misinterpret the word of God. Uh, this passage, uh, in these three verses, uh that we just read can become the word of amazing truth to those who believe in Jesus as their Savior and to enrich their souls. But at the same time, if it is misapplied, it may bring confusion to people's thoughts and faith. Um, and it kind of leads to two kinds of confession. Um, it leads us to wonder whether it is applicable to the people of God who have received remission of their sins or those who are not yet uh, who are have not yet received the remission of their sins uh, if you have received remission of your sins by believing in the gospel misunderstanding this passage may lead you to question how it is possible that you would once again have sin in your hearts uh, so to both the righteous who believe in the gospel and sinners alike, this passage can potentially bring doubts and confusion. So <clears throat> we are going to try and clear up some of those doubts and confusion uh, by looking at um, first how it applies to sinners. So first of all, we need to apply it to, to those who have sinned in their hearts um, by not believing in the gospel. Uh, the question here is whether it is possible for those who do not believe in the gospel to wash away their sins that they have committed just by giving their prayers of confession. Some people say that whenever they give their prayer of confession or prayers of repentance, God the Father forgives their sins. But the reality is that even as they give their prayers of confession or repentance, all the sins they have committed still remain unwashed and intact in their hearts. Uh, Jeremiah 2.22 They've come up with such completely groundless doctrines, um, such as as um, Catholicism believes that a, a priest or the Mother Mary can can bring forgiveness of sin, and and they, they just have to confess to, to the priest. But uh, it doesn't work that way. Um, you actually have to believe in in Jesus and and his his forgiving grace and his death on the cross and his resurrection. So for those who give uh, the prayers, they still remain uh, in their hearts. The, the, the sin still remains, testifying that they themselves still remain under the condemnation of God. It is written in Jeremiah 17.1, The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. With the point of a diamond, it is engraved on the tablet of your heart and on the horns of your altars. You may know that the representative principle pervades all scripture. Therefore, this passage should also be applied to all mankind, meaning that everyone's sin is written on the tablet of his heart with an iron pen. We see that for those who do not believe in the gospel, 
the sins that they have committed are engraved in the table of their hearts. Therefore, it is not the case that one can wash away all sins from this tablet just by confessing them. Yet, unfortunately, most people today, referring to today's passage from 1 John, think that even those who do not believe in the gospel can still wash away their sins just by confessing them. However, when people come to know and believe in the gospel, they can also find answers to these questions about prayers and confession of sin. Many people claim to believe in Jesus, but most of them still have sin in their hearts and therefore are not qualified to call God as their father. This is, again, the case with Catholicism. They, they believe in Jesus, but they don't, they don't, in many cases, don't ask the Lord to come into their heart. They don't um, truly believe in the full gospel story. They believe um, that, like in saints and Mother Mary, and, and it's, it's a kind of idol worship. Uh, really, to, to to worship these people, we're to worship Jesus uh, and God the Father and the Holy Spirit, our Triune God. That that's who we're called to worship. That's who we're called to to confess to, and that is who gives us forgiveness of sins. And we're called to a full belief in the gospel and, and a full belief that Jesus is our Savior that he died on the cross, rose again, and forgave all of our sins, and that we need to confess to him and ask him to live in our hearts and work through us with the Holy Spirit. So we really need to, to, to remember that as we look at things. Um, now we, we must realize that it is when you know and believe in the gospel that you become a proper Christian, 1 John 5, 3-7, and can also confess to God properly from then on, Matthew 3, 5, or 3, 15, 1 Peter 3, 21, Romans 6, 2-5. Um, I praise the Lord for giving us the gospel uh, of truth. I praise the Lord for delivering us from all of our sins um, of the world through the gospel of the water uh, and the spirit. Um, so baptism, again, is what that's referring to. Uh, and for moving us to the everlasting kingdom of heaven. By believing in this true gospel, all of us must walk with Jesus Christ. So today's scripture passage from 1 John 1, 8-10, there's two different perspectives, one that is applicable to those who believe in the gospel and one that is applicable to those who do not believe in the gospel. Um, and that is because the Bible itself is speaking to two different kinds of people. One of them is those who still have sin in their hearts from their failure to know the true gospel. And the other is those whose hearts have become sinless by believing in the gospel. The Lord is speaking to each of these two kinds of people about the need for prayers of confession. All of us have the duty to preach the gospel and the truth of real confession to everyone, Christian and non-Christian alike. This is why the Lord spoke this passage to each of these two kinds of people. When we apply today's scripture to those who are ignorant of the gospel, of, of the water and the spirit, we discover an amazing fact. Most Christians believe themselves to have been saved from their sins um, by merely... Um, saying that they, they believe in Jesus, 
even though their sin really remains in their hearts. Um, this is because there is no way for them to escape God's judgment. In fact, they have no choice but to live under the wrath of God, for they have not been saved from their sins. You, you can't just believe that Jesus existed, and, and you have to believe that Jesus really is the way, the truth, and the life, that none can enter the, the kingdom of heaven except through him. You have to believe that, and you have to confess to the Lord that that you know you need His forgiveness. Uh, th- that is a must. The Apostle John declared, "God is light." In First John one five, uh, he wanted to reveal that God had cleansed all sinners from their sins with the gospel, and that he made them his holy people. So you need to first examine your hearts closely and see if you really have the knowledge of the gospel. Um, and, and if you haven't learned it, then you really need to study, and, and you should be studying the Bible anyway. Um, if you don't believe in the gospel, even though you've heard and understood it, then you really don't know it, and, and you need to examine your hearts to see whether they are upright or not and believe in the gospel uh, of the truth. If you know and believe in the gospel of truth, then you can truly say that your hearts are sinless. So that is, if you have that full belief and, and confession and, and you know Jesus as your Savior and you have realize that he rose from the dead, he freed you of all your sins, that he is the Son of God, then you will remain sinless in in terms of you just have to confess your sins to the Lord. Um, and the way to really show that is by your actions. So if you really believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he has saved you from your sins, um, that he rose again, and, and that you're going to have eternal life, it should show by your actions. It should you should be able to see just by looking at you, you know, and the way that the way that you act. So you can't act one way in church and then another way outside of church. It doesn't work that way. So John he knew and believed as well that Jesus um, by being baptized by uh, that you fulfill the righteousness of God. And by, by doing so, Jesus took upon the sins of the world and washed them away all at once, the iniquities of those who believe. This is why the Apostle John described Jesus Christ as uh, not only by water, but by water and blood. Um, so John believed that both baptism of Jesus and the blood of the cross to be essential for our salvation. Um, so I, I really do encourage you to go and, and get baptized. Um, if, if you're not baptized, it is something that is very, very important to our faith, to profess that, that faith publicly, um, to represent that, that you know, you're, you're going into the water a sinner and you're coming out clean. Um, that, that's not to say that if you're not baptized, you're, you're not going to be, you're not a Christian. It's just... It means that it's an important step in our in our Christian walk of faith, and and to to show that 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 faith. Um, 
So you need to claim Jesus Christ as your Savior um, and, and realize that He has forgiven you of your sins. And many Christians believe that they believe in Jesus without really understanding what it is. Um, and so they're unintentionally deceiving themselves and trying to deceive even God because they are, they're not really grasping the, the, the fullness of, of what it means to be a Christian and they're not studying and studying the Bible is so important. And, and, that, that goes into the, the second type of confession there, the, the confession of the true Christian, the, of the believer who is really wanting to repent and really wanting to change the, the way that they live their lives. Uh, and, and by showing it, um, Jesus said that to enter heaven, one must be born again. And all of us must therefore receive remission of our sins by believing the gospel. Um, and those who have not received the submission of sin first must confess that they are sinners and, and they must admit that and they must admit that, that they can't avoid condemnation without Jesus Christ and without without admitting that that, that he rose again and, and acknowledging that. And, and, and pray and thank the Lord for that. I, I think thanks is, is a huge part of this too. We have to thank the Lord that that he was willing to die on the cross for our sins and that, that his father was willing to send his son to go through that suffering for us. We must realize that and confess that and and thank the Lord for that and thank the Lord for, for the gift of eternal life. Um. No one was born without sin. Uh, it's why um, we have to confess this, and we and we have to realize this, and 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 want to truly be be different from that. Anyone who says that they have not sinned is someone who rejects the love of God and makes mockery of Him. God said to all of us that we are of those who admit. And commit sin, Mark seven twenty one to twenty three. He's telling us that we were therefore born with all ingredients of sin. If anyone still says to God that he does not sin, he is someone who does not take God seriously, and they reject the truth. We must believe. We must see that all of our faith runs. In, in accordance to to the word, and and we must uh, speak to our elders, speak to our, our our deacons, and and realize this because it's so important that that we try to understand the the, the word and, and the gospel. Um, the righteous can confirm the grace of salvation that all these sins were already washed away by the Lord. Whenever they confess their daily sins on the basis of gospel, of the gospel, the verse nine, "He is faithful and just," means that the Lord has already blotted out all the future transgressions of the righteous with the power of the gospel that He has given us. This phrase also implies that the Lord saved us, who could not but sin out of our 
insufficiencies from all our sins through the gospel. The righteous also sin every day, but they cannot become sinners once again by being swept by their personal sins because they cannot edify the knowledge of the truth by concretely, concretely confessing their sins with the power of the gospel. And, and the gospel washes us clean. Jesus washes us clean. This is so important that, that we remember that. Um, it, it's, it's a key part of, of Christianity. So I, I encourage you to study the Bible, uh, pray to the Lord every day, and, and just have that conversation with God. And talk to your pastors, talk to your deacons, ask questions. Try to, try to gain further knowledge. Uh, for it is so, so very important to our, our, our Christian faith and belief. And and again, I encourage you to get baptized. It's it, it's a humbling experience and one that I think every Christian should, should go through.